Eric Bienemy is getting testy at the microphone. We've got your injuries and updates and why you should be at FedEx Field this Sunday. All that and more on your Daily Commanders update for 30 November. Let's go. Greetings and salutations and welcome to your Daily Commanders update here on Ref the District for 30 November. I'm Nathan Perry, a part of the Believe Network, and I can't believe it's almost December. The holidays are upon us. What are we going to do? If you're looking for a little bit of that extra Christmas cash, you can go over to Bet Online and get yourself a welcome bonus just by depositing some money in there. 50% bonus by using the code Believe B-L-E-A-V. Get your holidays off right, starting betting on the NFL, NHL, international soccer, UFC, you name it, they've got it. Maybe basketball is your interest. Well, they got that too as well. You just want to use that code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get yourself a little Christmas bonus in there before you start your betting. They've got all your major news, your betting, wagering information that you have right at your fingertips on your phone or head over to Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts and Eric Bienemy is up on the mic today. And it's actually kind of interesting. Let me start off with this rather that this is the first coordinator Thursday where we don't have a defensive coordinator taking time to go up on the mic. I just wanted to point that out. It was very interesting. And so preparing the daily commanders update and there wasn't any uh, Jack Del Rio there to talk about. Uh, what he feels this defense is or isn't doing or who's performing well or not doing what they're supposed to do. So it was just kind of an interesting note there as far as that concerned. So um, we do have first our injuries and updates before we do get to Eric Benemy actually as well. Injuries and updates from Sam Fortier and the team confirms quite a bit of this. Tyler Larson was at practice. Sadiq Charles, Derek Force, Emmanuel Forbes, all working on the side field and no James Smith Williams either on that one. The official one listed James Smith Williams as did not practice. Manuel Forbes did not practice. Alex Arma not listed here in Sam's information, but listed on the team site was limited in practice. Great news about Tyler Larson. He's somebody you want healthy. We don't want to have to go back to Nick Gates. We don't want to have to go further down the line at center to see who we have there. So, the fact that Tyler Larson's going to be there, that's going to be a good thing for Washington. Alex Armop being limited in practice, if he can go on Sunday, would be a big help and a big boost to the run game. It's been nice to see him in there. He's kind of got a little bit into the passing game at times as well. James Smith-Williams has been dealing with an injury. I don't think there's a huge drop-off between him and K.J. Henry, Andre Jones, so I'm not too concerned about that. But Emmanuel Forbes continuing to miss time. He has already been seen by most people as a disappointment his rookie year, and that does not help when he cannot see the field. Now, we know that he's dealing with an elbow injury, and we don't want him to risk, and he's not a bust his rookie year. Let's make sure we're we're clear on that. He can't be a bust this year, but if he can't, see the field and disprove that he, or at least prove that he is worth that 16 year overall pick, then it's going to be hard and hard and harder to justify having taken him there, especially when you have players taken after him 
We've of course seen banks do some good things out against for the giants against this team. We're also seeing now reports that Joey Porter has is having a season much the way that some of the other premier ones like sauce Gardner have had in previous years as well. So these were players that were available when Washington took Emmanuel Forbes and that was supposed to be their guy and he hasn't been performing and now he's injured. And so it's literally insult to injury at this point. If he can't, if he can't make the field, but I do urge people to withhold judgment on whether or not you think he is a bust or not, because there'll be a whole new staff coming and they might be able to get out of him the talent that was the reason why he was taken. And I don't think he was a huge reach at 16. I think that a lot of people had him in the 20 range. And so it is something I think that over time, as long as he can show the value of why they've taken him, then it won't be too bad. Moving on to that Eric Bienemy press conference, a lot of fun things in there. I'll talk about how he was feisty after a John Keim uh, question. I believe it was John there. Uh, JP here, EP calls the Dolphins a world-class track team. Mentioned how well he knows Tyreek Hill. Says commanders will work to control possession, but ultimately need to score touchdowns. That didn't happen in Dallas, even though they possessed the ball well. That's been my biggest gripe since Thursday with this team is if you look at the offense, they just haven't been able to produce. They've been moving a little bit better, but and and they had the time of possession battle won against Dallas, but they just weren't putting up points, and that's been continual. And with Miami coming to town, Miami's going to score, and they're going to move the ball down the field on you in a hurry. So it doesn't matter how much time you give them. If you give them a minute or five minutes, Miami's going to be able to do something with that because they have a talented offense. So your job, or Eric the enemy's job rather, is to make sure that Washington can put up some points because they're not going to be able to stop Miami. This defense hasn't stopped anybody. I mean, they let Tommy DeVito throw for three touchdowns. So they're going to need to work on getting, you know, scoring points. And when I say scoring points, I mean, not just field goals, but some touchdowns scoring 10 points like they did Thanksgiving just isn't going to cut it. Eric Benjamin did talk about the growth that he's seen from Sam Howell, Charles Leno. I know you all love to hate on some Charles Leno. He's talked about Jahan Dotson learning some more of the route tree. So maybe we're going to see a little bit more of Jahan out there and he talked about brian robinson being a weapon in the passing game so maybe these are the things that they've been keying in on that they are able to improve on so we'll see if that's how that uh works out i mentioned there was a question poised to eric the enemy that got him a little testy and the question po you know posed to him was that as his first year as a play caller, has he learned and developed anything? And so he, of course, had to shut that down and make the statement that he has been calling plays for the last six years. And that, yes, he is growing and he is doing things. And I think a lot of people misconstrue the situation in Kansas City. Andy Reid is the primary play caller. Not the only, but the primary play caller. And that's how things were listed. But even Andy Reid will tell people that Eric Bieniemy called plays. 
that that was part of his job was to call plays. So I think a lot of people focus on the fact that it was well documented that Andy Reid was the primary play caller. And then you've got Shady McCoy coming out and saying that he, you know, Eric Bieniemy is not a good coach and stuff. And then we've heard some rumblings behind here and Washington of how much, how hard he coaches and that the team, the players wouldn't be backing him. And I think a lot of that negativity kind of comes around. And so good on Eric Bieniemy for making that declarative statement. You know, I've done this for six years and I'm still learning and he's still trying to do things. And there are things that this offense can improve on. We know Stoner doesn't like quite like it. And I've, I'm, I've not been a big fan the last few weeks because you can only be a fan of this offense if they're scoring points and they've not been able to score points. If, if you're going to pass as much as they are passing, you know, you pass to score, you run to win is the, the nice statement that people like to package this into. Well, they're not scoring points. So you might, and of course you're not winning games. So you're not going to be running the ball either, but you need to be able to do something to make sure that you are staying with teams, not just Miami that's uh, coming up here this Sunday. One of the biggest things that's going to be stopping them is Vic Vangio on the other side there. And uh, Eric Bieniemy talked about Vangio as one of the top defensive coordinators for years. And he has a great deal of respect for what he's done with the Dolphins and said it's one of those schemes where you have to be patient. He wants you to make a mistake. So it sounds like, and we've seen some of the Fangio defense, and it seems like what we should expect is a, that they're going to allow that short stuff, and you're going to have to march, and you're going to have to you know, have these long, sustained drives. It's kind of the defense Washington wants to play and has failed at this season is keep everything in front of you. Let the offense make a mistake. You either capitalize on it or you force that, that, that punt. Miami's probably been a little bit better at it. They have only allowed 22 points per game. And so it's not nearly as bad as Washington, but that does allow for Eric Bieniemy to attack it in a certain way. You know that the top's not necessarily coming off, but you can't necessarily also just keep everything right in front of you. We've seen how the short passing game and the running game has been stifled in the weeks past when they're not able to try to extend just a little bit. Now, that's not to say I want Sam Howell out there and doing five and seven step drops because this offensive line is not geared up to be able to block like that. But I do want to see some mixing up with the play calling. Take a couple mid-range shots. Take a couple deep shots when those opportunities you know, present themselves, but it does seem like Vic Fangio and the Dolphins are going to try to keep everything in front of them. Well, in front of you at FedEx field might be some uh, discounted nachos. One of the reasons why maybe you should head out there is that the at FedEx on Sunday, you can get a commander's pin set for all fans while the supplies last uh, you. If you buy a Pepsi, you can get a commander's Pepsi Jersey shirt for free and then the nachos are 50% off Michael Phillips with the tweet here on the report. Uh, also tagging on there, he says, can't do anything about the team, but that's a strong showing on the business side. And I, I think this is a great step in the way of the front office, the business side of things to kind of win over fans. 
I'm not saying 50% nachos is going to be that great of a deal that fans are going to stay. But I mean, at this point, the playoffs are a pipe dream. At this point, everyone is expecting Washington to lose against Miami. At this point, people are just looking forward to next season. So you got to be able to do something to bring fans in. And this is the kind of stuff that does do that, right? It extends the hand out to the fans saying, hey, we know things aren't going as we expect them to go. So here's a little bit. This is this is small potatoes, small nachos, but it's it's small potatoes. It's not the greatest thing, but it is at least something. It's not something we would have seen under the past regime. So it's nice that they are starting to do this, especially as one of the minority owners, Mike Ein, was out talking about how it's nice that they have some options when it comes to the next stadium, because these are the things that I would like to see continue when Washington starts performing better, when Washington is in a new stadium, is that they still have some of these deals for fans and something that they can show some of that appreciation back to the people who've supported them through thick and thin. So let us know if you're going to go out there and get you your 50% nachos. I, I, I won't be there. I'll still be here in Oklahoma, but I will be supporting the team and I'll be streaming here live our play-by-play and commentary. EP said she's going to join us. So you're going to want to make sure you're here for her reactions as well. This has been your Daily Commanders update for the 30th of November. It is the last day of November. December starts tomorrow. We've got a game preview with Perfectville coming out on Saturday as well. So make sure you check that out. But until next time, we're presented by Bet Online and be a fan. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.